0: Uh, in today's Gemara, we uh, continue from the mission we learned yesterday. So in yesterday, we uh, began the second parak and we talked about the proportion of foreign seeds that could be a, that is mixed in that could be problematic. At what point, at what proportion do you have to reduce it? And we said in general that it's a, if it's a, up to a 24th. So the mission says, we have some that teach, ba. in other words, in our mission, we Roba. that's how we have it on a mission. That's Anan. That's how we have it. However, it, some people say, Instead of, course, there are those that say that that has to the that have the shenafalotocha. Now, what does it matter if it's a shenafalotocha? Here we have a debate. So, Amar of Mana says, means a chad m'esrim So, what it means is if you have a seah that has in it a rova, meaning amongst it, that means the foreign substance, the foreign seed is 124th. It would be If, however, you teach that it is um, that he fell into it, it implies that already have a and a rova kav has fallen into it. And therefore, what we have in total is, once you add that extra rova kav, that means a foreign substance is a 125th. So whether you say sheyesh ba or or, de, or de tocha, The first understanding is the difference is the, 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 the tolerance level, whether it's 124th or 125th. However, Rabbi Barabun, he says, no. So Rabbi Yossi Barabun says, no, it makes no difference which way you want to read the Mishnah. Whether you have it sheyeshba or nafal tocha, it is still going to be one twenty four. But then, so then what nafgeminarism between the way you read the Mishnah? So he says, the difference is as follows. Manda da'amar she yeshba, that has within it, means yeshba betalush, meaning that we're talking about the proportion of 124th in the actual seeds that one has in one hand, meaning they've got all this grain and they want to plant it. So that's what it means, yeshba, it has within it. Manda da'amar she nafbal tocha the Shita that says it's one twenty-fourth, meaning that, but it says the that implies that it is regarding that which is already planted, the Mechubar. Read Rambam says that that a proportion minacher. And why? Because a lot of the time you understand Shenafal doesn't mean literally fell in like we normally understand it. Nafal meaning, like we saw in the Lashon on the Mishnah. It says, uh, meaning that which would be planted. So we're talking about it's the language of that which is machubar. So that's a difference between you whether you read the Mishnah Sheshbah. We read the Mishnah Sheshba, meaning we're talking about one 24th within the grain itself, whereas others that hold it, it, the it the the It's talking about the tolerance level is not in the grain that you have in your hand, but rather as it, as it's grown. Okay. So manan kaimin. Now, what the, mission, what the Gemara tried to assess is, how did we have this 124th mixture happening at all? How do we even get a mixture of a foreign grain that you can even start discussing tolerance levels at all? It says, if someone intentionally mixed in a foreign grain, lazera for planting, then Then forget tolerance level, you, if you intentionally try to you know, mix in barley with your, uh, with your wheat and planting, it doesn't matter what proportion that's in there. It, it'll be or no matter what, even one, one small grain. So imla le'arev, if, however, we're talking about where someone mixed it together for, for selling purposes. This is where Reb Chaim explains it. He says, She'iruvu k'day l'mohran bashuk. That he wanted to, he mixed it up because they're trying to sell sell wheat and he mixed in some some other foreign grains with it because he wanted to sell it that way. And then he changed his mind and the question is, can you plant it with that foreign, what's the tolerance of foreign foreign amount? We say, I feel a kosher would be us. Then it doesn't matter. Meaning, because because red, because you're not allowed to, if you're selling wheat, you're not allowed to mix in any amount of foreign grain. So how do you even get to this original? How do we get to this situation where you have a mixture of foreign grain and your primary grain? What well, the mission does now, it explains, it brings a sugya in Hilchot Mekah, uh, if you like, the laws of uh, transactions and sales regarding mixing and foreign substances. As it says as follows, Rebbe he says as follows, Abba bar says as follows, Habore rot Shel Let's say someone has a pile of nice wheat and you decide to go along and start sifting out all the rocks. Mishnah says, the Gemara says, "Sorry, Yafot What do you have to do? You have to actually pay him actual wheat to this to the that is equivalent of the volume of the stones you removed. Now, why is that? That is because I'll read you, Rabbi Chaim. He says, Someone who sells produce that when someone purchases food in a in normal mekach or memka situation, he appreciates he's not going to get 100% pure product. He accepts there's going to be a, some sort of proportion of uh, waste in it, say rocks and the like. So that's, that was the understanding. What's the tolerance level? Again, it's also 124th. So therefore, and we say, no, it's not fraud if you sell him that small amount of uh, some, some uh, like waste along with your grain. Why? So therefore, since your friend could have sold all that wheat, and he would have sold that entire volume for the price of wheat, if someone now goes and takes out all the stones, he's reducing the volume that he could have sold. Therefore, you have to pay him that volume in actual wheat, despite the fact he took out rocks that's okay? what that's what the that's what the, uh, that's what the, how the, uh, the Gemara is explaining, uh, elaborating, or uh, well, it's a consequence of that Mishnah. So we find, therefore, from this halakha, that one, even though if you have some rocks and other uh, other uh, imperfections like in your wheat, you're allowed to sell along with it, but you're not allowed to mix it in. You're not allowed to say I've got beautiful grain uh, wheat here. Everything's completely clear. But you know what? Since there's a tolerance level of 124th, I'll chuck in some rocks. You're not allowed. We're mashma from this. You're not allowed to do that. Because because if you were able to do that, then why would it be that someone who took the rocks out have to pay him the value? Because if you can add it, then just put the rocks back in and game over. You haven't made him lose anything. The fact that that the person's obligated to pay this other, the owner, for removing the rocks means that he's not allowed to add the rocks himself. Okay, that's the first thing we're mashma from this uh, in Hilchamech Memka. What happens as follows? What if someone decides he's going to sell machalochitim yafot, veninsu brurot? What if someone sells somebody else? Again, The standard market practice that day there wasn't, everyone accepted that there was at least one twenty-fourth of uh, imperfections and rocks and various other things amongst the wheat that's being sold. What if someone goes now and sells absolute, there was an agreement to sell him a kilo of wheat and he actually sells him a beautiful kilo of wheat, hundred percent pure. The question if the agreement was given to a kilo, does he have to give him that kilo of hundred percent pure? Because, if, because normally what would have happened, he would have only had to give him, I mean, in terms of actual content of pure wheat, would have been a kilo minus minus one twenty-fourth, because one twenty-fourth, that would have been stones. So the question is, if he provides him a pure wheat, can he give him one twenty-fourth less than the kilo he agreed to give him? Because he's giving pure wheat. So we say, <laughs> It seems to be that he can't. If he's giving him, if the agreement is to give him a kilo, he has to give him a kilo, despite the fact he's giving him pure product. I've been taking out the word demei, that sort of fits in with uh, the gra and Reb Chayim. It says, So, so, um, because the Amr of Yaakov like we certainly learned above, Abba Bar-Khiyah B'Shem Rav, that says, tzororot if he takes out the tzororot Then what do you have to do? You have to pay him for those rocks you took out. Now, how is this a proof that if you sell someone pure product, that you, it doesn't matter, you still have to give him the amount you required, that, that he paid for, that you agreed to pay him? That is because... If it was true that if you give him pure product, you actually only have to give him less now, if that was true, then if someone then came along and filtered, like Reuven came along and filtered the product of Shimon, he hasn't caused him any loss. Because that means Shimon can sell it at a lesser quantity because it's a pure product. The fact that we say that the Reuven has to compensate Shimon for the rocks he removed means that whether you sell someone a pure product or there are imperfections in the product, meaning the, the wheat, you, have to give, you still have to sell him exactly the same amount. That's how I mash from this. Because if he could sell him, if he could give him less, then the fact that the that, uh, Reuven has taken some of the, the stones out wouldn't have caused Shimon any loss whatsoever now he, he, because he can now provide less wheat for the same price. Okay, so what do we learn from this fact? In other words, what are we seeing from this suge? This, before we just, let's close off this little piece first before we can return back to kilayim, is, is we, we saw that if someone, again, we, if someone uh, takes some rocks out of his friend's wheat, he has to compensate him from that. We learned two things from this. The first halacha we learned is that you're, it's asula arev, you can't lachachila like, add rocks, otherwise you wouldn't have to compensate him. And the other halacha we learned is if someone sells, sells someone a pure product, um without any imperfections he doesn't we don't say oh now you can you can you can provide it you can provide him with less right because again the implication why because otherwise by Reuven taking the taking some of the imperfections out of shimon's product you wouldn't have to compensate him because he didn't cause him any loss okay fine now let's continue with a bit more uh um uh, sort of a uh, mishpat and then we'll get back to uh get to, back to kilaim it says Bira rova a umechetsa. Now we've said that how much? What's a tolerance level of, say, stones and the like and imperfections in the wheat in, a, in the in case of mechachem? We said it's 124. A rova kav What happens if his friend's actually product was very dirty? It had a rova v'umechetsa. It was past the tolerance level. So his friend anyway is going to have to reg- sift it somewhat to bring this, the perfection level down to under a rova. The question is, rova. So if you come along, again, Ruven sifted the product of shima. Clearly he has to pay him for that rova that was in the tolerance level. But does he also have to pay him that extra little bit above that as well? Now, the thing is, A, he's pulled it out. That's mitzad Echad. But mitzad sheini, Shimon would have had to remove it anyway. So did he cause him a loss or not? So Rav Chinana and Rav Mana says, uh, says, they had an argument that Rav amar menakelo, that he doesn't have to pay him for the robber. And Rabbi Rav Mana says, no, he has to pay the full robber vachet, Now, Why? Why did he have to pay that? But it didn't cause him a loss. He would have had to move that, remove that extra rova anyway. That extra chetzi rova anyway. So we say, had you left me alone and not touched anything, I would have taken into the market. Meaning I may have found an individual thats that isn't, didn't mind having even more imperfections and I would have been able to sell the whole lot. The fact that, despite the fact, yes, standard market practices of tolerance is 124th, I may have found a customer, I would have been completely open with him and told him there's much more imperfections, but he may have bought it anyway. So the fact that, in other words, the fact you even took uh, that out, which is above the tolerance level, you're still causing me a loss. Okay. So therefore, he, he therefore he has to be compensated for moving not just the uh, rova, but even the, the extra rova chetzi. Extra chetzi.
1: Now, now I, I I'm just on practical level, right? You, you yep. have here you have in front of you produce where there is a lot of imperfections in it. Yes. Okay. Now you have to take it out. Once you start taking it out, how do you know? Okay, you can weigh what you take out because on the basis of your invoice, you take out a twenty-fourth of that. Fine. more. But how do you know there's not more than one twenty-fourth left now in the rest? You have to you have to keep on sorting the whole time. Otherwise, it doesn't it doesn't work. You with your with your eye, you can't see whether there is a twenty fourth left or not left. So, ah, the left mates, to,
0: I'm not sure. Uh, I think
1: I think the I think
0: the Indian would be a, a case of Khomemka, yeah. meaning what happens is someone brings a product home, he buys some wheat from the market, and yeah. he started sifting it out, and he, and and if if what he finds out is less than one twenty fourth of rocks and various other things like sand and whatever is in there, yeah, yeah. then he says, well, that's Khomemka. Yeah. that's fine. If yeah. he finds it more, then he can then he can go back and claim mekachtaos. Take it back. I think it's, I think it's from that perspective. Okay. In terms of a mocher, how he deals with it, I'm not sure. Okay. Maybe uh, they take samples of their product to work it out and, and, and then they can work it out that way. I'm not sure. Okay. Now back to our original question. Let's, let's not forget where we got up, where we, how we got here. How do we get here? The question was how does someone even have some, uh, some, not imperfection, not sand and rock, how do we have other mixed grain in our grain? Again, the Mishnah says, as if, let's say you've got, you've got uh, wheat. And there's a 1 one twenty-fourth of barley in it, then we have to reduce it. As long as there's less than one twenty-fourth, you can say plant the whole amount. Now, the question we said is, how do we even get to that, mix, that amount there? If it was because he deliberately mixed it, forget Chiorim, you're, you're not allowed to deliberately mix anything, even one grain. If it's because maybe you mix it in because you're trying to do mekkah or funny, funniness, and then you change your mind. You want to, and then you want to um, sell it. Then you want to plant it yourself. Well, we said you can't do that. mechakal memkar, you got issues there. You're not allowed to mix it in the mecha memkar. So now we said, how? What is it? What that means is, is that what? The, what did the person do? The person uh, ended up storing it not for planting. He had wheat. He had barley. He chucked it in his pantry because he wanted to eat it. There's nothing wrong with eating wheat and barley or, or grinding, having mixed grain bread and things like that. And then what happened? He said, oh, actually, you know what? I'm, um, I'm short on my wheat this year for my planting. And he wanted to take that and plant it. That's how he got the mixture. That's how he says so it wasn't a deliberate mixing of any means. It was by circumstance. He just happened to have mixtures of wheat and barley. Um, fine. So then Mishnah says, But we said when it comes to zero and a gina, if you recall zero and a gina, you need much less of a volume of grain. This is uh like so vegetable uh zero and a gina, so it's a garden variety of seeds, if you like, you might need much less of a volume to plant in the same area. So we said that really it's not 124th, it's gonna be a lot less of a proportion of the of the actual. Entire mass, but Taniyala, what would that be? Kugon kav, kav. Me, uh, meaning that how much do I need of zero negina to plant in a full bait sayer, not a full seah? It is basically a kav and a kav. so uh, six of that amount. So if you take one twenty-fourth of that, which is the tolerance level of zero negina, it's hardly anything. V'chad, this says uh, v'chad m'esrim tavuklum. You know, it's, how's it even significant? How is it even if you ta- if you're saying in our Mishnah that 124th of that which you normally plant in a in a in a what called a bait sea of nagina, mix in as a problem, he says that it's hardly it's hardly nikar, the amount of of say uh, cucumber seeds, I'm just uh, whatever it is, or, or uh, carrot seeds that are yeah, there, it's hardly gonna be insignificant. It, it, you're not getting visibly there. It says, I'll read Reb Chaim, it says, Ha inu nikar klumba toch seah. If you didn't mix it in deliberately in order to plant it, it just happened to be, as you said, in the pantry, in the storeroom, just mixed in by mistake or, or by circumstance, we say, my um, how is that going to cause a problem for the entire Seat So we say, So this here really comes to the core of what's going on in Asugah. In other words, the issue is because of marit ain. In other words, as soon as you have that certain proportion, it's not that it's, it's, that it's necessarily, uh, it's not that it's not battle. It is battle, but the will concern that as it grows, if you're going to have, a, like, a, if, if that, would, when it's growing, it's apparent that there's one twenty-fourth there over that amount, then it appears like the person planted kilayin. Okay? So it's an issue of marit ain. It says, despite the fact within the volume of wheat before planting, there's hardly anything that's not even significant. You, you study it's, it's like it'll be a 124th of one twenty-fourth, which is a, a lot less. Nonetheless, when it's planted, you're going to run into the issue of married. Okay, um, Reb Chaim puts in the brackets here, okay, okay, so Let's continue now. The Gemara says, You might. If it's got more than one twenty-fourth, you have to reduce it. So it's keidzetzad, which is like in in, in we have in uh, Bably hu memaet. How does he memaet? He says or pochet, either he sifts out the foreign amount min harova, or pochet mosif alaseya, or what he can do. Let's say the prime product is wheat, you can just add more wheat, and then proportionally there'll be less than one twenty-fourth of the foreign product. So we say, one second, Any time Anytime you've got to issue an issue of battle, if you muraba by mistake and it's mabattl, fine. However, mazid asur, you're not allowed to start adding to battle. It's called, we have the principle how do we, how is the Gemara saying here that you can simply add in more wheat to mavatil if you like the foreign amount? We generally say, I don't understand. So it says, There, you're coming to, when you, when's an issue an, an issue of that's when you're trying to mevatel is Torah. For example, you've got um, a non, a non-kosher meat and kosher meat, and you start adding more kosher meat to the non-kosher meat. That's a mess so in the inmavadi is so you cannot do that. All you're trying to mavatl is cause of marat Ayn. Now, what does this mean? It's a really important Rav Chaim, actually. He says, Shari." Really, this mixture is absolutely fine. because what happened is how did you get the how did the bile, if you like, get mixed in with the wheat? Because you didn't mix it in deliberately. It was just mixed in because it was in the storeroom together. Um and therefore, it's mitbato, and it's already battle. Ella derabanan, it's only chachamim that were chashu ein because of marit ain. Once it's planted, that's when the were of what it might appear to be, but really, it's actually battle already. That's rabbi tzrichusu yotar mei estrim veshalosh ravim. That's why you need more than a, you need needed more than like more than twenty-three times it. Keneged otomin that small amount. O beisu derabanan, when comes to beisu so answer number one Chaim here is this is only really, really means Torah, this bile is this battle because it was in the storeroom, you didn't do it deliberately, it's in a, and it's insignificant. The only reason why Chacham is reduce it is because of marat ayin, when it grows, you start seeing this foreign product and people think you plant a kilai. So therefore, since you've got to issue something with the Rabbanan, you can say, and it says, that's Ken Perishah Rosh. that's a the shit of the Rosh and rosh understands that's the case for all and the as well. We don't say in when it comes to Israel and the But I want to continue Reb Chaim because it brings a very, not, not, very another very interesting shot here. It says There are some say as follows. He says. It's very interesting, it says, what's the isur here? The isur with kilayim is a mixture, a mixture that's visible to the eye, meaning one grain in a big mixture. That's, yes, there might be a physically a mixture, but it's only a mixture that's asul lemaret, eye invisible to the eye, that is considered asur minatora. And therefore, vachar shiriba. however, if you start adding more wheat, shuv enu nikar, it's not a mixture that's nikar anymore. Too leke isur minatara, and therefore there's no isur minatara anymore. V'lo amru, but that's not considered in mavatli isur lechachila. That's just you no longer have what's defined as a mixture than the camera and eye. That's possible. That's it's sort of kilay. V'lo amru in mavatli. The only time we say in mavatli isur lechachila elah heichis sheha isur be'ain gamachas in mavatlo. The only time we say in the isur lechila is if, like in the case of meat, non-kosh nonkosher meat with other meat. That non-kosher meat is actually still there, and you're trying to add kosher meat if you like to mavatam it. So therefore, in that situation, by your that's when you say in because you're adding non-kosher, non-kosher, so more kosher meat if you like, and that non-kosher meat is still there. The issue is still there. But in our case, when you add more wheat, you're not. It's not that the issur is still there. It's in other words. You've engineered a situation where it's not even considered key lime anymore because key lime is only a mixture that's near the iron, if you like, or And therefore, when there's more wheat, this is answer number two, if you like, it's not because of you just don't have the isar anymore. You're not mavatali isr, it's not a it's not a situation of the key lime anymore. It's almost like, if you like, sticking up a fence in between two different products. It's just no longer key lime, you're not mavatali isr, it's no, longer, it's just not key lime. Okay, that's uh, the t- that's the answer number two. Anyway, let's continue. I thought it was just, so, so, what
1: again. what would the expression be if you're not Mavatul the What would you be there, the Well, there's no you is- is- Your well, there is an is is- You had mixed in more, You had mixed in a of one grain. We said right. It's already collided.
0: I know. No, we have to be careful. If it's one grain in it, you did it deliberately. There's nothing to talk about here. Here we're talking about where it was just again. It was, no, but yeah,
1: that was together in the storeroom. Yes. Okay.
0: So according to okay according to the uh, again according to the first answer it's Rabbana, and you are the battle so there's no problem because of the rabbanan that was the first answer That was answer number okay one. answer number Second. two was answer number two was to mevatel isur means the is there but I'm trying to have more Heter to make it battle
1: okay right.
0: here it's almost like you're dismantling you're you're, you're dismantling the the city, your your how you, you're reconfiguring the situation so there's no isur bichlo
1: I, I, right? I hear what you're saying. I have to like think dissolving about it. it or <coughs> dissolving <not> the not <coughs>
0: my it. Okay? Something like that. I don't know. Maybe there's maybe that's a better term for it. Okay, let's continue. Rabiosi Amar Yivor. So Rabiosi says, what do you have to? You have to sift it. So my time at Rabiossi says, since you already started removing it, to reduce it to the Xenon 124th, it's very and you've, got to color you've got to remove the whole amount. Pardon me. And if you remember uh, when we began the mission, we, we start, when we led the mission yesterday, we said that's because if you don't, then it looks like you you want the uh, you want the remaining foreign product to be there, and it's like you want Kila. However, if however there's less than a rova, the shari from the beginning, so less than a twenty fourth, we say in as a kuklo, then he agrees you have to do anything. So now we ask the question. Hey what about this case? Hayasham rova echad minim. What if you have a one rova, so more than a twenty-fourth of two different minim? This is a good question. Is it enough for Kondrabiyosi to sift out one min? And therefore you've reduced it. So you've done that entire min. Or would Rabbi Yossi say, since you've started sifting out foreign products, you have to take all the foreign products, both Minim together, and the Gemara leaves it as a question according to Rabbi Okay? Now, next case. Rabbi Shimon lo amru min echad. He says the, the, that the 124th problem is only if it's one Min. Two different Minim don't combine. We saw the three machlok in yesterday's Mishnah. Uh, so he said, in yesterday's So shnei Minim, we say shnei Minim lo. So if you have two different Minim, uh, then it's uh, then it's not considered. They wouldn't combine together to make over that one twenty fourth. So the question is ad how much? Let's say you have three four minim, How much of it is 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 no longer uh, is sorry? How much of it is no longer problematic? And he says ad rova shall So rova he with a he is ruba actually, which he says until it gets to rov seah. Okay. Um, so we say chazrat for if, however, um, if if it, it gets beyond a rov and you add more than the primary amount, once again, to bring it less than a rov, then it would back to its original heter. So now the Gemara says, Just as Rabbi Shimon says, the two minim don't combine to get over the threshold of being problematic, you can't combine two minim to battle a foreign product. So there's enough, if you like, chitim, there's not enough of seurim there to be a problem for the chitim. Now you've got adashim that fall into it, just less than a rova. So chitim on their own aren't enough to, if you like, let's say, battle it. So there's too much adashim compared to the chitim. However, if the chitin and seorim were together, then there's adashim would be less than a twenty-fourth. So we see, I Kane, ancient in mitzvah from the hetter. So Rabbi Shimon says, no, we can't combine the chitin and seorim to say that the adashim are less than one twenty-fourth. So in other words, just as he's making by by two minim not being a problem, he's making by saying two minim can't be can't be uh, can't combine to battle. Now the Gemara says, So we said when it comes to tvua we said that it's one twenty-fourth of the entire amount. So, He says, even if these, now we said that we're assuming in a bait sale, let's say it's a sale wheat, which is six calves, um, that's the amount is normally required. So he says, even if that other product wouldn't require six calves, it would be three or four calves, we still say, say no, let's just use a, a proportion of 124th, right? Even though technically it would be less proportionally because you, because you only need three cub or four cub to, to cover that whole space. Nonetheless, Khhariim say, let's just keep a single shear. In other words, yes, it might be variability between wheat and barley and, and, and spelt and those other products, doesn't matter. We'll keep it the 12fourth. However, if, however suddenly you go um, ha Kabim, if however, it's, it, it's only two cub in such a space, then we say, then it's treated like vegetables, if you like. And we say it's 124th of those two kav, That's our tolerance level. We don't take a standard 124th of the entire mixture. But now we say, look, wait, wait, now this is like such a small amount is required to plant, plant in this space. We look at the 124th of what will be required from that two kav product, which is 124th of two kav, And that will be the tolerance level of that. Now we say, the Gemara says, rebalaza. Every time the it means Okay. But so he said when it comes to, to vegetables, it says what? That that's for example, if it's a kav the kav, those type of uh, that's our threshold, if you like, that we say that um, now we look at it one twenty-fourth of that amount that's required and not one twenty-fourth of the of the of the prime product. Because again, for these small seeds. Much less is required in that space, so our tolerance is going to be much finer for it. It's one twenty-fourth of that which is required. Mashmawat, ha kabayim means a kabayim barova. Um ha However, that means if it's two kav of that product to pantalant in the Beit Seah, then you treat it one twenty-fourth of the final product. So what so the Gemara reflects on this? ha kabayim barova, ha so the Gemara ends here by saying, but one second, we have two different brightot here that give a the, the threshold differently. I Meaning, the first, what I mean? The threshold. The threshold when you say we stop looking at one twenty-fourth of, you know, the, of, of a rov of a seah, and we switch to looking at okay, let's look at such a fine product. Uh, we we'll look at one twenty-fourth of what it the what, what it usually requires to plant in that space. In other words, there's a threat. At what point do we cut over? So according to the first. Sugi, we just saw that Lao. we said it's once you get to a product that takes two kav to plant a beitza, then it's already vegetable. What we just read now is no, going the other way, once you get to two kav, now we say no, it looks it, 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 we treat it like if it was wheat or barley or anything else, that it would look, it's 124th, one, it's, one it's a roller of the, of the wheat, of the, of, the, of, the, of the entire mixture. So in other words, so clearly here we have a satra and a hada, the two bright on one another, And says, Vakorach pligi, Reb Chaim says, clearly there's a machlok between the two circuits.
1: Okay. So, perfect. Have a good day, everyone. Thank you very much.